all right guys we are back for another can you guys hear am i uh muted or something yeah you're good Tony. he was just um no we could we could definitely hear uh, background as well (laughs) i forgot i had this plugged in so that the volume is coming through this i'd rather unplug it yo but let him you're a cowboy oh yeah i didn't hear what y'all said but uh well, he was introducing us. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was trying. Go ahead, uh, Big Mike. You want to take over professionally, please? <laughs> Sorry about that. Just uh, introduce uh, guys, yourself. Welcome to another episode of Mental Theater, uh, our post show after our Netflix watch party, which will have some stuff about that movie that we watched, as well as topics dealing with um, film and TV. What's going on today? That's right. Absolutely. And we actually had an amazing Netflix party watching Underworld Ev- Underworld Evolution. Incredible film. Love it, love it, love it. Oh yeah. One of my uh I think what did you guys think about was, watching it again? Um, well, it is my favorite um werewolf slash vampire movie. So any movie that they ever made with both species, that's Underworld Evolution is my favorite. So I really enjoy watching it. And the fact that I was able to watch it and talk to you guys about it as we're watching it was also pretty cool. Uh, you know what? After a while, watching it, I mean, I've watched it several times in both, but it's weird. I kind of feel like I like the first one better now, actually. Okay. So it's very interesting to me, but okay. it is, it's a great movie. You know, the action is ridiculous, yeah. but I felt like the introduction and the story um, they were telling in the first movie was better for me actually at the end of the day. Like now I like, I feel like I'm a different viewer of film than I was, let's say 10 years ago. Okay. So the things that I look for, you know, it's different. So now I kind of, now, now I like the first one better actually. Yeah. And I get it because the first one story was more about Celine and her uncovering what happened to her family and figuring out that there was treachery because um the one guy that was a vampire was secretly down with the lichens. So that was cool for me. I like this because, the story of the 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 very first vampire and very first werewolf, they're brothers, and he locked away the one werewolf because he's too powerful. So, and then and then what I like is a climactic clash, right? So I like you had the hybrid guy that's a werewolf vampire, and you had the pretty much one of the toughest vampires, which is lean, and then they both ha- like pretty much a tag team match, face off the original vampire and original werewolf. I'm like, just that whole thing is like. For me, it was like, what am I watching? And they nailed it. So, but yeah, I think for me to, um, and they did nail it. And like I said, I think the action was revved up in this one, which it always is in sequels, right, Josh? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you see yeah. more action in the second movie a lot of times. So, I think that made it good. But I think um, just the whole lore of like the whole oh. vampire house amongst us like today right you know i thought was pretty dope in the first one um and that just the introduction of the whole light bullets and, and i think i think i think the introduction right. for me and this and, and, and normally it's not but in this series it was better for me I, after watching them again even though yeah. i love evolution I, wrong, so. I think um what i can i agree with you uh well i like definitely like this better um but i um think that the first movie was so well done it was like no hold almost yeah no. it was like it was perfect almost together. yeah and the fact that it was the very first so you started a new ip and just mm-hmm. nailed it and to have two different iconic creatures in one movie um uh, so yeah that that's hard to look back and be like 
no, I don't know who could say this movie was like bad, you know, unless they just not into sci-fi or, you know. So, yeah, that part one was. Yeah. Awesome. I wouldn't have left disappointed. Yeah, it, it was great. I thought um, just for me being a movie fan, I thought I thought the first one was better written wise, like the dialect when I'm when right. I watch and I listen to the, the back and forth and things like that. But, that's just, have, you know, me. but it, it's like it's like, you know, so, yeah, that I'm part sorry. one was it, it's, it's yeah. like one and one. I wouldn't have left like disappointed. But I think yeah. it's slightly a little better. For that's all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like the first one, that's 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 good. Um, the first one should, because it was so good, the first one should be, um, they should have did as much as they could for the first one because uh, the introduction of something is really important, right? So, like, um, you know, the first time you see something um, is really important, so it's really key that they really nailed it. For this, they just had to overlap onto it, you know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And so you can feel it. You definitely could feel part one was more solid. Um, I'm just biasedly love werewolves more than vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm like my reasoning is definitely like, oh yeah, I, like it's two things, right? It, it's uh, what was better or what was your favorite. Underworld yeah. is better. Part one is a better movie, but right. Okay. But okay. my favorite right. Right. is you know. So I agree with you. I see what you're saying. That's solid. What about you, Josh? Now she watched the two movies back to back. I would say I actually like the second one more. And I and I absolutely love the first one, but I just I just like the second one more. However, I think we can all agree that uh Michael was not used enough. But I guess that was to uh in terms of storytelling build up the adversary of Marcus, which you know and Michael, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh and always and speaking of the fact you like uh Vampires. I mean, uh, werewolves. Uh, Tony. What was that question you had for us during the movie? Absolutely. Um, let me put my glasses on. And uh, I agree, Slayer Gaming. This should have been a video game in America, not just Europe. Completely. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what we was talking about earlier. Like, dude, why is this not a game? And Josh actually looked it up and realized it was a game. But then I found out, yeah, it was only in Europe. Um. What was the question? But you guys? Tony had a fantastic question, and it was the choice of being a vampire, so being turned into a vampire or a lichen. Yes. So we'll we'll also put that to the audience as well. Which one you would prefer? I'm actually curious about that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I was trying. To remember, <laughs> I was trying to remember my question. Like, wait, <laughs> old age gets to you sometimes. I guess. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, so that was my question to you guys because I wanted yeah. to hear. What did you guys, and then I was going to add on it, but Mike, you want to go first because you were saying that you you know oh. why you can explain why you like you would rather be a vampire versus a werewolf. So like I said in the, during the thing, I think this question is interesting because I think it kind of depends on which lower you go by a little bit too right. and which rules you follow because you know vampire and werewolf movies have different sets of rules. So I think right. that's part of it. But, over, but overall, I think vampires are just cooler I want to just have like a swag, you know what I mean? All about them. And I think that's a part of it too. The whole the whole leather, you know, the the the, um a lot of them have shades and stuff like that. They just have a cooler swag to me. And I think for me, it's like I get I have to leave in the um in the daytime and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's that that, that's definitely a fault. But I feel like I wouldn't want to be like a uh, full transformation like vampires kind of transform with maybe right. the fangs a little bit but it's never a full transformation and i feel like i wouldn't want that i would rather be able to say definitely vampire i wouldn't want to be able to you know be a whole monster and then come back i, I wouldn't mind getting some extra strength 
getting some things and then still being me, but not that. So that that's just my thing. So is that yeah, I right? I think that is a uh, good point. Um, one of the flaws to being a werewolf is almost the Incredible Hulk type thing, right? Mm. Not you're a regular human, and then when if you go by the lore of only when the full moon comes, yep. or if you go by you could even turn at will. Um, you're this creature, this beast, right? So if you look at like, okay, if we have superpowers, what would you do? And some people might say, oh, I could teleport because you want to teleport to a vacation spot. Well, vampires have more benefits because they can still look like they're human and people wouldn't really know. So it's almost like, well, what's the benefit of being a werewolf, right? Right. Not many benefits, but I just feel like I always felt werewolves was more cool. The whole like, you know, when they transform, they're so menacing. Um, but I guess if you look at it as a, like a 2020 type thing, like, well, what are you going to do if you was a vampire? Are you going on vacation? I mean, a werewolf? Are you going to go on vacation as a werewolf? <laughs> you're right. But I still, I'm a, I'm a werewolf guy, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think it's that. I think because, yeah, I can like fit in, you know, let's say at night or whatever, but I could fit in at a party as a vampire and still be like extra strong. Where like a werewolf sometimes you have to like transform in order to be more intimidating. So that's kind of yeah. like you know. And then I guess if you were a werewolf, you'd be ruining a lot of clothes. Yeah. See werewolf. now, Mike, you, you definitely posed a, a great point, and I would also agree with the point about vampires being cool. So they would be at all the coolest clubs. They would be in all the elegant places, looking fly and all that. And like right. you said, you can you can fully integrate, right? So you get to have your cake and eat it too, essentially. Right. Yeah, that, that that's my, my point. But as far as power, I with you guys too. Like as far as that 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 raw power, werewolf probably a little tougher. Yeah. But here's the thing: you guys bring up another fantastic point because, and depending on the lore, when you're a werewolf, you you go yeah. you go further than Hulk. So you're ripping everyone to shreds. It doesn't matter if they're your kin, right. your blood. They're they're done. Right. Yeah, yeah great. like and like Blade, right? Blade was a daywalker, so depending on the lore, I, I could be a vampire too. You know what I'm saying? So it really depends on who. Yeah, you that are. was kind of special though. Like uh, that, I feel like remember, not everybody got to be a daywalker, and just yeah. like uh, uh, Underworld, not everybody got to be like Michael. He was remember he was a hybrid, so he could go out in the daytime. So he really talk about best of both worlds. Yes, he was yes. will. He was strong yes. like a werewolf. He was yes. fast like a he, he. He was both. You know? And like you said, you know, his full change wasn't so like huge. He, he, like he, he changed, especially with regular clothes. He could change and go to a Halloween party. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, his makeup is on point. He'd be That's like, yeah, yeah. so he's probably the best of both worlds. I, I, I would say that, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So now let me ask you this: um, um do you think uh, would you like to? Be Michael or Blade? Oh, oh, ah, uh, got some benefits, but I'm gonna say Blade because Blade's cooler. I'm sorry to say, once again, <laughs> <laughs> cool dude, leather jacket. He knew that's what I don't get, honestly, though. A lot of these things that just happened with Michael, right? Okay. I get you get, you know whatever and you get super strong and all this other stuff but how do you actually learn combat skills because you became a werewolf and this, no, this no, what makes no, me mad no, a lot of movies and stuff no like no that. be fair so when you watch michael and pay attention and i love the choreograph 
Dude, he didn't have no combat skills. When he fought, he just swung with his hands out scratching. If you bro, paid attention, he he that one scene on the back of the truck against um yeah, Marcus, he was like a he like a back jump. He was like that, ducking stuff. Like, all he did, he I remember he slash slash and did a spinning back slash. That was it. Where did like, that spinning back slash from? Like he, well, what he yeah. going combat? Spin, spin but again, he's slash. his powers are growing. That's congruent with the story. Right. And I do have to agree. He did fight like he didn't know he, what he was doing. Yeah, yeah he just he had did. that strength. That's how I, that's how I looked at it. I feel like that spinning backslash was just the momentum. He was just wildly swinging. He looked like he could have been And a then girl. you also have superhuman instincts. So that's why you can duck things, right? right. If a punch is coming, you're not going to duck, Mike. You ain't going to let it You ain't going to let it hit you. No. I'm but telling you, he seemed like he had, he had a little more, more combat skills than me. If you rewatched this movie, everything he did was like primal. He just, all he did exactly. was. I, mean, I was talking to you guys a little bit. So maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. But you're right. So yeah. maybe I'll rewatch it at some point. Because I was thinking about that when he was on the back of the truck. Remember, I was setting it up. I was like, "Oh, this was a really good chasing." Like, yeah, yeah. like definitely, it was just because a, a lot of movies people get a power and then they're like, you know, super combat. Like, like right. that, that, that was an argument for um, what was it uh, the uh, one that came out this year? Uh, what's her name? The uh, the one with the Joker, um, the girl oh, that had the movie oh, this year. Holy, yeah. yeah, the people were like, "Yo, when does she get to become a freaking like ninja?" <laughs> like walking the movie, stuff like that. So, and those people were like, you know, a little gripe about that. So right. that happens a lot in movies to me, a little bit. So I don't know. Well, I agree, that does, yeah. But I think they was careful with this. If you do look back at it, like I don't yeah. feel like you did, because I feel like when you train as a fighter, martial arts, like you have a certain stance, you have a certain punch. He was just swinging, like you know what I'm saying. Like, sweet, back to yeah. your question, that's why I would take Blade. Blade was a martial artist. Yeah. Blade had skills. Like I'll, I'll yeah. take a Blade. I'm sorry. So, matter of fact, I want to go back and watch Blade now because you know. Dude, listen, I'm telling you, I said it before when we was talking about this. It was like you was like, oh, one of y'all guys was like, yeah, they introduced the the, the light bullets. I'm like, dude, they did it in Blade. Like Blade was ahead of his time. I'm telling you, if you go back and watch Blade. Blade Blade doesn't get the credit it deserves because it yeah. was ahead of his time. And he also, you know, everybody likes Black Panther, of course, Josh. But Blade was really the first black, you know, comic book yeah. character on screen. Really, like that. And he don't yeah. get the credit he deserves. And th those were Marvel. Blade saved Marvel, honestly. Because those were Marvel movies, actually. So, it's uh, interesting. I don't think a lot of people realize it, though. A lot of people is like, oh, does Blade do, you know? Um, they didn't. I, I, Blade never gets that credit. As far as like the a good comic book movie, you know. Wait, didn't Wesley Snipes no. said that too when Black Panther came out and they thought he was a hater? They did, but I don't know why they thought he was a hater. Mm, <laughs> that's messed up. It really was like like Marvel was going bankrupt, the comic book entity, and Blade kind of saved them because they they made money as a movie and, like and a franchise because they had a trilogy, right? Yeah. Trilogy, yeah. Didn't have Triple H was in Blade, matter of fact. Yeah, he's in Blade Part Three. Yeah, yeah, Blade Trinity. <laughs> and and Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds, yeah. And Jessica out. No, Jessica Bill. Jessica Bill. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's an entourage throwback. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> the bad thing is that movie four was bad. It was. Blade Trinity was horrible. But Blade yeah. One and Two were great actually. So yeah. we gotta watch those one day. Um, to me, you know, Josh, my thing. Right. But Josh, we have more topics about what's going on in the movies today we want to talk about, right? Besides our um Absolutely. So perhaps we should get into the. Actually, can you guys talk about who's going to be playing the new blade? Oh, Mahershala Ali. Right. Absolutely. 
And we actually yeah. have a guest joining us via Wakandan satellite. <laughs> <laughs> what up, cuz? Can you hear us? <laughs> I don't think he can. Yo, Jay. Can, can you hear? TV and watching us. Can you hear us? Yo, what's going on, gentlemen? All right. What's up, so, yeah. Uh, Mike, you want to talk about who's playing Blade next? Yeah, did you see that casting, Tony? What do you think about that from her style? You know, right? you know what? I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, is that the only person they have in the movie that's casted? Yeah, for Blade. Yeah, himself. Yeah. That's it. Well, Josh. What's the cast I, of Blade? Uh, Mahersha Ali is casted to play Blade. That's Blade. a perfect oh, casting, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. they announced more cast members. Yeah, you pull that off. Yo, Cuz, how did you feel about Wesley Snipes and Blade and the Blade franchise and trilogy? You love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could hear us. Oh yeah, he he muted well, his mic. Went to mute and then it came off. I think he's trying to get his sound together. Yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. I thought Mahershala. Let's go back to that. I thought uh, my issue. I think I told Josh this in the early mental theater. I thought he might be too old to start a whole new franchise for Bleed. That's my only issue. But I think he could definitely play the part. He's a great actor either way. I think um, because of Blade's character, we could get away with it. I feel like Blade being a vampire. Um, they could kind of get it. They don't need this young guy that, like, when you think of other movies, you think of, like, you want to see them looking young for so long, right? You don't want to see them looking old. Blade character is just this gritty vamp, gritty uh, daywalking guy. I don't need him to be, like, the super young looking guy. You know what I'm saying? The Blade character. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't need to be like, oh, was he, how old was he in this movie? Like, in the lore. I, I just need him to act the part. Like, that's one guy I don't think about as far as aging going. I feel like, dude, he's a day-walking guy. Like, he could have a movie where his, he get burnt up a little bit. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, see that too. I mean, well, to, to your point, the vampire himself has been around how many years? So, you don't you know how old he is, really. Be honest well, with you. Exactly. It's, it's like um Wolverine. I don't even need a really young dude to be Wolverine. Now, but, uh, but like, if they're going to redo a Captain America, if they're going to redo somebody else, like, yeah, I need some years. And then when I'm looking at him, I want to be like, okay, he has to still look young. You know what I'm saying? But That's my own thing. Like, if you're going to do a new franchise, let's say it lasts 10 years, yeah. how are you going to look in 10 years in, like, let's say the third or fourth movie? That's what I think yeah. about. Like, not necessarily this movie, but the yeah. later movies. And whatnot. Yeah, so in my head, Blade doesn't bother me for that. You know what I'm saying? But other characters would bother me. So I feel I like you. we got to get an origin story for him too, right? Or no? You have to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. You, yeah. you reimagining an iconic character. So we all want to see his mom get bit by a vampire while she was pregnant with him because that's how he became a daywalker. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Mahershala, like I said, and, um, and Luke Cage, the first season, he was so good in that. Yeah. Like, he's a good actor. So, yeah, especially fantastic. those first six, seven episodes. So, you know, phenomenal. Um, but you have news about your boy, uh, about Batman, right, Josh? Uh, Mr. Uh, Robert Pattinson. And uh, so, Mike, <laughs> you, I mean, I, I had my say, and, I, and I'll get into that as well. But you wanted, you wanted to, to you wanted to save, <laughs> you wanted to save your response hey, for hey, Josh, today. I said he can't hear you at all. 
Wait, really? You can hear us though. Wait, can y'all hear me? I can hear y'all perfectly. I can't hear. I can't hear us. Interesting. Can y'all hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I we hear you. Yeah. Huh. That's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that would be about. I don't either. Probably yeah. the the over the top uh, sound equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Bless you, whoever that was. Sandy Cheeks, as you like to refer to her. <laughs> Yo, so Mike, could you uh, go into your, your points about Batman? Because apparently Robert Pattinson has not been working out at all, allegedly. Right. While uh, Zoe doesn't need to. And Zoe Kravitz has been working out five times a day for the role of Catwoman. So he's not working out. I feel like he doesn't need to work out. I feel like that. Okay. He uh, he doesn't want to set a precedent that to be Batman would be whoever you got to be in this excellent shape. From what I read, right. anyway. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, ever since the quarantine kind of happened, he hasn't been doing anything. I feel like I don't know. It's weird. He will have this suit on, so it really depends on how they're trying to portray Batman. Because if you remember, like going backwards, like Michael Keaton wasn't in great shape when he was Batman, but. If you look at like um, going forward to uh, especially to uh, Ben Affleck, he had a whole workout you know montage in the right. movie. He was like lifting you know, tires and stuff like that. You know so. what? What I think uh, started the whole you have to work out thing was um, Tobey Maguire when they made him Spider Man and they had him take his shirt off and people. So you remember Tobey Maguire is a little dude and yeah. then he was like ripped and then it was a big deal like oh people are working out for the movie and then when 300 came out it was a huge thing doing the 300 workout everybody had to have abs but um i kind of understand his point but i also feel like um what i will say is this i feel like if you're a superhero and you're playing a role if they have that shirt scene off you know you gotta you, you gotta look the part but i also feel like i feel bad when these guys work out work out work out you only have like one scene real quick when your shirt is yeah. off like, dude i did all of that for that so I've got a better question. Uh, what's the storyline that they're going with on this Batman? He's going to be younger, young. It's going to be more of a detective. Yeah, so I, I, I don't have a problem with. It. I, I actually, uh, I might even encourage it a little bit more. Okay. Um, Cuz has a problem with it because of all the lore behind it, and 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 you know he's a DC dude. Um. But yeah, please stop. Um, <laughs> but without knowing the storyline, because the storyline, the storyline makes more sense, right. um, especially when you get into the latter Batman. So, to give you an example, the Ben Affleck, uh, the storyline that they went with for when Ben Affleck took on the role, he was an older, more grizzled um, right. Bruce Wayne, um, and they kind of blended some of the aesthetics from that storyline from another storyline so you have uh i forget i forget the name of the comic or the storyline that they were rolling with but there's, uh, there's the dark knight returns a really popular storyline that came out with the, within the last five or ten years where uh instead of bruce wayne's parents getting killed uh bruce wayne got killed and the batman you know, Mantle was picked up by his father. You follow what I'm saying? Right. So oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. 
You yeah. follow what I'm saying? Within that, mm-hmm. he's an older, grizzled, more Batman. That guy, you know, uh, Thomas Wayne is running around with a shotgun and the cape and cowl, right? So I felt like they took elements of of, of that Batman and put it in with uh, Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Um, but not without knowing the storyline that they're going with. I don't know if it's you know if 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 it, it I don't know if it's worth me being upset about it. Well, nah. here, here's what I'll say. It depends on, again, like you said, storyline. For instance, if this is the guy who was trained, if it's post-trained by Raja Ghul, he better be in shape. If you was the master ninja and all that, then you got to be in shape. Um, but if not, then they could get away with it, you know? But remember, right. He right. extensively, he pretty much was a ninja, like, you know, when he went away and yeah. trained. You would think he should be in, like, super shape the way they make his character, you know, based off of when he was with Raja Ghul. So, I think it depends it, on like because he already he already got in better shape if you look at the pictures like from before. Yeah, so, I, think, I don't know what shape he looks. I mean, I mean, he could be looking great shape now. I don't know what he looked like. Yeah, so I th- I don't know if they're trying to they want him to be like bigger like Affleck was, but I think, like he said, it depends on the storyline. So if he's like a, a good detective, like you said, more of a detective version, right. I don't feel like he's got to be all you know huge. You know, huge for that and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, there's another part of this that 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 we're leaving out. Me and Cuz talked about it. Um, Robert Pattinson might be on something that we may not be on to, which is the death of of the big blockbuster movie, and you know, going to the theaters for it. So we don't, with this whole coronavirus shit, you don't know how that's going to even play into the role, and and the delays and, and if, if it if it becomes what you what we all think or hope that it's gonna be um you know Josh knows how I absolutely feel about this shit which is I need another Batman movie like I need more debt. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> well whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, might, I might I might have finally met somebody I could converse with. I call <laughs> the biggest Batman hater. So don't try to steal my thing. I hate Batman more than anybody. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And me and Josh still haven't had our talk, Iron Man versus Batman. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it's, yeah it's easily yeah. Batman. Batman. You know what? You know what, man? How many variations? We're not even going to factor in cartoons or anything like that. Right. How many different... Oh... Uh. It's probably gonna come back because he was walking around. Oh, there you we go. I'm saying, or maybe it's a it's, it's a collective, you know, totality of like two really good movies that we needed, right? And then there's like there's like two which were I can tolerate it, and then the rest is like I forget that those fucking movies exist until I hear somebody start talking shit about, them. right? You follow what I'm saying? Like like uh, Batman Begins is okay. But it's just okay. Like, like, and, 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 and at this point, I'm not even talking acting. I'm talking story. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Like, like, like the story is just okay. Because Raza Ghoul and, and Liam Neeson, they're these big bads. And then, you know, come to third act, Christian Bell gets rid of them pretty easily. You follow what I'm saying? Like, like really fucking easily. And this is, but, hold on. And this is why I personally like the one with Bane better. I feel like he had a better villain. Like, and that was the one I was about to dig into next. Right. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> might be the most unbelievable one because 
<laughs> I mean, lest we forget in the actual fucking comic, he makes Batman a fucking paraplegic. Oh yeah, the break the breaking of the bat. Yeah. Yeah, bruh, 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 bruh. He breaks Batman's back in Gotham City. He then takes him to some godforsaken third world country, leaves him in a fucking hole. And in the span of 30 days, and we know that it's only 30 days because that's what they tell us Pittsburgh is under quarantine then in 30 days in that fucking movie. Batman digs himself out. Wait, wait, wait. Before he digs himself out of the hole, his back heals up good enough. He gets enough strength in his back, which is like the hardest thing to fucking rehab from, right? Right. Climbs out of a fucking 1,500 foot hole that is essentially a prison. It's like it's not even just him in there. It's, 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 it's essentially a fucking prison. You follow me? It's, it's like the shit from the Guardians of the Galaxy from the first one. Like they just put that shit <laughs> in the middle of fucking Earth, right? And then he he literally climbs up in that bitch in a third world country, what I assume to be the Middle East somewhere. Turkey. And while the rest of the world is, 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 is looking at this American city being held hostage by this madman in a fucking breathing machine, he somehow... Without his money at this point, keep in mind he's broke at this point. He doesn't have any money. He somehow makes it from the Middle East to fucking to nigga into Gotham <laughs> and defeats Bane. It's rough. It's, it's too much. It's too much. And I can't hear Josh. I wish I could really hear my cousin right now. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a whole lot of text messages and, and a lot of hate for you know breaking down this hero like I mean, that. Not not at all. Here's my issue with Batman. I don't want to be a hate on Batman, but here's my issue. My preference is I like superheroes. Batman is nowhere a superhero. Uh, I feel like Tony Stark me, has the same parameters as Batman. Whoa, his suit could fly into outer space. Don't compare. But he's still a man. Batman and Iron Man. Don't still a man. It's still a man. He's not super. <laughs> There's no super there. Young that man, suit makes him super. Dude, like, yeah, but who, who's creating the power? Is it is it is his genes changing or is this his mind <laughs> manifesting matter? This is a massive you. difference. You know, you know where I'm gonna get you, Josh? Since and because he's pretty good at remembering what happened in Batman movies. How the hell did Batman? All, 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 movie? all movies, all movies for that matter, and all movies for that matter. Okay, so. So remember when what was the second one where Batman got bit up by the dog, so they had to change his suit and make it stronger. I'm like, you had a dog. You think that would happen to Iron Man? Iron Man wouldn't even notice a dog was tugging on his leg with his suit. So your basis of super is by dog bites. I mean, that could be my basis of saying how bad a superhero is. <laughs> This is great. You guys need to have that debate one day. Like, oh yeah, we we definitely will. Batman debate because Tony Stark he just he still doesn't have superhuman strength. Okay, I just want to know in a fist fight who would win, Tony Stark or or Bruce Wayne? Wait, say that again. What's that, Jay? What'd you say? He said it could be a whole lot worse. We could be debating Superman. What's there to debate? Technically, Batman beat Superman in the comics and the movies, though. So let's be and, clear and, about that. So what's to, what's to again, debate? Again, because they make Superman, you know, be the, you know, the the farmer dude. Like, he's the super goody goody two-shoe. So he don't see it coming. But he lost. That's all I got to say. He lost. Oh, you're right. You know, you're right. I, yeah. but, I mean, I mean, I mean, what's unfair to Superman is that they, 
they always give Superman limits, right? Right. They they always give him they always give him limits, and they always give him this 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 sort of whole wholesome outlook on humanity, right? Right. And 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 they they remove and and you know as as our society is is has gotten you know has evolved from from where those comics originated up until now they they removed limits you know or the moral limits that that the heroes were subjected to right and they've done this for everybody except for fucking superman this goes across marvel dc whatever whatever your your poison is this is what they've done right and and for the most part i'm okay with that there's only one time that they remove those those limits for superman and that was literally for a fucking video game that they ended up having to retroactively right. make was, into a fucking comic right and Inju- yes injustice which yeah. which was the best look on superman pop you know possible yeah and, like they took they took some elements of that for the for that for that tragedy which was batman v superman and um but still you know to to balance out the fact that you're fighting a living god you know they they still had to make batman right. become victorious in the movie and in the fucking comic and in the fucking video game well the thing which is, is bullshit. Such a, so batman has such a popularity that i feel like they always protect his image because he's popular they won't show like what would really happen it's like you can't like like Josh had to do it again. Protect his image. But who will win in this fight? Let's take your su- supposed to be superhero versus Iron Man supposed to be superhero. Who's gonna win? Batman. <laughs> I, I could actually I could actually read his lips. Said Batman without <laughs> yeah. <any> hesitation. <laughs> I think I think you guys need to like like plan. Both of your points, and I could be the moderator. For Iron oh, Man I, I, like the savant named Levant would thoroughly enjoy that. As would I. I just feel like yeah. it's, it's. I just feel like it's silly to do. The audience would be like, unless you're just a Batman fanboy, you'd be like, how does that even make sense? How what? So how um, would how would Iron Man beat Batman? That's my question. Well, first of all, Iron Man is. Wait, 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 wait. Since Jay can't hear you, Jay, Josh, acts and. How would Iron Man beat Batman? Answer about the answer. Yeah, so I just want to put this out there, right? Remember, Iron Man isn't going to be like Superman. Listen, man, let's talk about this. Listen, Batman. If they came down to it, he's going to get a unibeam to the face. Across, uh, like, uh, probably a mile away and just be dead. Really? And and is this going to happen like that? I can't believe that that's an actual question that Josh asked. Yeah, a you a beam really? There's, like he's not going to be prepared one, for the beam. Hero, there's one hero that uses actual weapons, like weapons that have defeated everybody from the Mandalorian to fucking Thanos. He shoots lasers out of his fucking hands. Bro. Right. The best thing that we've seen Batman ever fucking do is throw a goddamn boomerang in the shape of a fucking bat. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. That's funny, though. <laughs> that's real. Like, 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 like. Why? why hey, we're not. Con- we're not trying to convince you on your fandom with Batman. We're right. actually just trying to put it in perspective for you that look, all of our heroes have fucking shortcomings. All of them have flaws within their stories and their adaptations. You're the only person to date that I know personally and have actually heard talk that that believes that yo batman is like 
as impenetrable as fucking Superman. Right. It's 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 your 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 love for Batman so unequivocally is almost like us not trying to you know like acknowledge that you know Professor X is like the R. Kelly of the Marvel Universe. Ease. <laughs> funny, funny. <laughs> he's he's your Professor X, Professor Kells. Ease. <laughs> Professor Kells. Yeah. Ease. Like, yeah, all these children like, under his roof. <laughs> he didn't touch one. <laughs> like <laughs> even one in a mind. Like come on, he touched a mind. All right. Well, listen, I- I'm gonna help Josh out a little bit. Here's the thing about Batman, right? Because Batman, it- it's a strategy. What you guys are not thinking about. He has files right. and ways to beat everybody on the Justice League. Because just in case somebody gets out of place, he's ready for them because he already knows. Wait, Mike, 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 have we heard this before? Did Tony Stark do the exact same thing for the Hulk? What do you mean? He always has something prepared in case someone got out of line. Yes, yes, he did. Oh, that's very interesting. It it makes sense because the creators created both superheroes, but please continue. So that's why it's not more because of uh, what the fans like. This is how he was created. Remember, he is a detective first and foremost. People forget that, which I guess we'll be reminded of in the next movie. Uh, World's greatest detective, quote unquote. So I feel like that's how he's able to beat them, just because he's he, he he's smarter than them. Put it like that. He he, he so, like strategy. Let me, box, let me ask you a serious question. You think Batman? Yeah. Or sorry, you think uh, Bruce Wayne is smarter than Tony Stark? Okay, I, I I put a caveat on that. Strategy wise, just like okay, who, who's better strategy wise, Cap or Tony Stark? Because Tony's not even better than Star Lord. <laughs> Tony, no way, Tony, and I can explain. It. All right, I'm Tony, Tony, I can explain it, and they've already shown us it. The I'm gonna take this. Oh, we'll go grab my soda after the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh, I, I got to defend you on this a little bit, Josh. They, they, they're kind of killing the Batman, but uh, we lost him again. I got to get him back. I want to hear his explanation. Because maybe, maybe he'll come back and be able to hear me. So that that would be cool. Cuz, can you hear me now? Yo, can everybody hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Well, my, I, well you, you were about to explain it, then, then, then we lost you. What happened? Explain it first. Yeah, you, you was about me? to say you was about to say that they already showed that Tony was better at, at strategy. He can't hear us at all now. Mm. No, no, I, I can hear you. What, what okay. was that? In, what did you say? You, what were you about to say? About to say that uh, you were just about to explain how they already showed in the movies that Tony Stark was better at strategies. Oh, true. Um, the only Avenger that sees the Avengers even coming together, that sees even the Avengers coming together, is Tony Stark. They, 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 they. Nick Fury and, and Agent Coulson from the beginning try to keep Tony in as much, you know, in the dark, in the dark as much as possible from the rip. You follow what I'm saying? But he gets it in the Avengers Part One, like he absolutely fucking gets it. That's why they say, "Yo, we want Iron Man, we don't want Tony Stark, we don't want the asshole, we really just want the technology and the fucking unlimited funding, right?" So that's what they tell him. And well, then in in the in the Avengers Part Two, Tony's the one that sees all of us are going to fucking die. He doesn't understand how they're going to die. He doesn't understand what force is going to bring them all to death. 
but Tony does see, yo, we're all going to fucking die. Yeah, he says, funny he, enough, he says we have to prepare you know, for the end game. There you go. Funny enough, he doesn't see a black superhero. He doesn't see the fucking lesbian superhero that they're going to introduce because that's Captain Marvel. And uh, <laughs> he doesn't see a fucking he doesn't see a rocket with a fucking machine gun either. But yeah, he pretty much you know foresees the deaths of all of the original fucking Avengers, and it's at that point that he makes that decision that yo, if it comes down to it, I'm prepared to die for my niggas. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in the end game, he actually does that. And I don't know if I've ever seen Batman, you know, any superhero for that matter, you know, really put that shit on the line like that outside of fucking Spider-Man. I mean, in that case, yeah, but just I was talking about strategy wise. If you watch all the Avengers movies, Tony's Tony provides the tech, but then Cap calls out the plan. He says, Look, you go here, you go here, Hulk smash, Thor, you do this. Yeah, yeah. Is a strategic well, well, hold on, hold on. If you're talking about strategies, Tony probably came up with the best strategy, period. Again, he said we should have, and he argued with Captain America about it. I told you we should have protected the earth. We should have did set stuff in place to protect the earth. Talk about strategy. He foresight, he foresaw that uh, impending doom was gonna come, and he wanted to prepare. Us, them to be protected. So come on. Don't even when it got to Sokovia, when they got there, what he say? Tony, you go to the church. Thor, you do this. Hawkeye, you do this. Cap is the leader. He's the one telling them what to now do. Get, the it, it's fine. We're not talking about who's the leader. We're talking about strategies. Who's going yeah, strategy out? So, 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 so let me jump in here, Mike. Um, yeah. I feel where you're coming from, right? Like, I, I completely get it. But I think what's not being said here is, or, 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 or what's being said here is, is, the overuse of the term or the word strategy right because it's four black men on the phone and or, or on this call and we all have different you know expectations or even beliefs right. as to what strategy is right okay so all right. what you're describing with cat is more of a war strategy right cat is a soldier you like like he makes no mistake about being a soldier he doesn't he doesn't make any arguments about that shit. that's what the fuck he is you take him out of being a soldier, strategy right. goes out the fucking window. He can't understand none of this shit. You follow what I'm saying? Keep in yeah. mind. Keep in mind. That's a good point. This, this nigga's been asleep for 70 years. He woke up. They was like, yo, go fight, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yo, yeah. yo, here's here's what Times Square looks like right now. Oh, by the way, there's a living God that crossed dimensions. We got to take him the fuck down, right? Right. That's what it is. Strategy that I'm talking about with Tony Stark is not having that same kind of you know strategical mind when it comes to war but having a strategical mind to be able to organize and plan for everything that's thrown his way right within war and outside of the war you follow what i'm saying and and, and keep in mind everybody has an opportunity to deal with this shit outside of the war we've seen what it looks like when they're playing a political game courtesy of captain america movies and the movie where you know where they get to play the political game the most, yes, Minnesota, is, yeah, nah, Civil War. Oh yeah, yeah, Civil War. That's more political. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. It's way yeah. more political. You follow what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah. when it comes when it comes to that, Cap on the surface of shit is like, yo, nah, I don't fuck with none of this shit because it reminds me of this. And Tony's looking at him like, my nigga, I understand, 
you look at it this way, but this is where the fuck, this is how we live now. And these are the times we live in now. And if we don't do this shit, not only are we going to deal with whoever the fuck is in outer space and coming out here to whip our ass, we got to deal with the fucking American government. Right. Yep. That's a man, that's a man putting forth and, and, and putting forth a strategy and adapting into strategies to, you know, to bend his will toward it. I hear what you're saying. I think when it comes to just focusing on an individual, though, to take them out, I will focus on Batman because Batman's villains, we can all agree, are more powerful than he is, besides maybe Joker and stuff like that. And the fact no, that he they're can... more I... no, 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 they're more the wack... iconic than he is. He got the wackest villains. They're Batman? more iconic. Yeah. Nah, they all that. have actual power. Where he's just a man in the suit. They, they got, uh... Bane. Bane is just a, a muscle-bound dude. Raja Ghoul is just a ninja. The Joker is just a lunatic. Like the uh, the, the Two Face, just a dude with a burnt half of a face. Like, can we go on? Like, he got like three villains that got powers. Like, How about Clayface. Yeah, yeah and, uh, but the three, but the three Clayface, villains, the the three villains he's got Ant, are like three of the top five most well-known villains in yeah. in comic book history. Oh, well, well known, you could give them that, but not really. Like, who, like who name them? Like, who's well known that's like super powerful? That that Batman is like Batman's like. I'm not Batman. saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying super powerful. Like, no. I, I, make make no mistake about that. You no, know, but that's I'm what not... Mike was trying to say. Mike was trying to. That's my argument. Mike was trying to say like Batman villains are so powerful. Like powerful to who in the in the in the Batman world? I, I think I think where Mike was trying to go. I, I think where Mike was trying to go with it was more or less just saying like yo. Batman has the best villains, right? So if if we're if we're discussing, you know, the dichotomy between DC and Marvel, right? right. Marvel has way better heroes. Yeah. Pound for pound, they have way better heroes. Because once you yes. get past Batman and Superman, you in, in maybe Green Lantern, you know, whatever. Right. You you're gonna struggle to name you're gonna struggle to round out a top ten list of DC Superman. No, you yeah, right? you definitely are. Good. You're gonna struggle, man. You you could get the five, maybe six, and and even for a dude like me who who understands this shit, watches this shit, reads this shit, yeah, I, I it's gonna be a fucking struggle, right? Marvel wins the superhero debate. DC unequivocally wins the supervillain debate. Nah, I definitely. Hence, hence the dark, dark uh, world of. The DC universe. That's what they specialize name, in. Name, name oh, name nice. You can't. Oh, so you can hear me. Oh, all right. So, yes. So, again, everything that you're saying, and this is what I kept saying to Mike, everything that you're saying for Tony does apply to Batman as well. So, what, what's the extra edge? Is the laser beams? Because that's all I'm hearing. No, I mean, he definitely is a lot. One of them niggas has been to outer space. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did uh did who built the the what's it the Justice League space station? Did the bat the bats do that as well? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Josh, let me just say something. If Tony grabbed Batman and flew into outer space, who's surviving out of them two? And you think you still and here's the part, Mike, that they keep missing. They still believe that Batman is not prepared. Tony's prepared for everything. Batman is prepared for everything. This is why I like them both equally. This aesthetic for me personally, I like bats more, right? But but answer my question. If Tony grab him and fly into outer space. Who's who's surviving? 
Both. You just said Batman will be prepared. So he's going to survive. Like, I don't, He'll be prepared yeah. for it. Right. Batman it's both. That's your only argument is so this is what you and and the crazy part is mike we actually saw tony tony stark the real tony stark senior fail as well which is what you're alluding to your only argument is that every second of the day batman is prepared for anything that's 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 silly you just said the same thing about tony you're trying to make it no 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 you're trying to make it like Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Yeah, add some logic here, Cuz. Please, thank you. There's there's a difference. The first, the first, the first two Iron Man movies, they go into really great detail in trying to show you that Iron Man has that that Tony has thought of every conceivable idea of what type of bullshit he could find himself into. So he's created an Iron Man suit for that, right? Um. Like I said, the first two Iron Mans, they go into great detail to fucking prove this to you. And then by the second Avengers, they actually show it to you in the form of the Hulkbuster uh, suit, right? What you're telling me, cuz, is that Batman... Let me ask you a question, right? <laughs> might, might, might sound a little gay, but, but walk with me here, right? What size waist you think Batman is? I honestly don't know. I don't know. Thirty six. Yeah, I put him somewhere between the, put him somewhere between the thirty four and the thirty six. I saw clothes for a living, so I, I throw him somewhere between the thirty four and the thirty six. All right. Shout have out you, to Fremo. Have, have you have you ever seen a belt of a nigga that wears a thirty four? They not that big. They not that long. Everything that Batman has. And prepares himself for is thrown onto his fucking utility belt of a nigga that wears a thirty-four. He cannot possibly be that fucking prepared for this much shit, bro. Yeah, that is. Where's the thirty-four again? Again, are you are you willing to test it? Because I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll pass the test. That's that's Batman. That's his character. Hold on, hold on, stop. Hey, Josh, you keep forgetting the smoking gun. Is in the Batman movie, he got attacked by a dog and damn near got bit up and had to go back and get his suit. Was he prepared for that dog? I don't think he was. If but he guess was, what? He also has help. He got Lucius, he got Alfred. It's more than bro, just Batman. He bro, got help. He got, they should have never put that scene in the movie. That should have never only, only 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 in the new fucking Batman that we have Alfred. In the That's Batmans true. that we grew up on, from yeah. the comic books to the Michael Keaton movie. Yeah. Alfred, he 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 wasn't what he is. He wasn't a yeah, right. Michael Caine. Yeah, he, wasn't. He, he wasn't the mercenary anymore. I I agree. Yeah, I mean, you 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 call it what it is. Look, I understand this DC shit, cause I understand your anger in in, in Robert Pattinson deciding what? you know not to work out for it. But to be completely <laughs> honest with you, the first installment of his check is already cleared, and all signs point to us never going into a fucking movie theater again. Well, you know what? Hold that thought, Jay. Let's talk about that because we were talking about uh, uh, a topic about like all oh, the drive-ins opening up and stuff like that. Right. So, do you think that's that's gonna be the next wave, Jay, or what you what you think as far as the movie theaters are concerned? We talk about that a lot. I'm not sure. Um, video on demand, and me and Cuz talked about it, right? Uh huh. Video on demand has 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 shown itself to be the gift that keeps on giving and 
they were trying to make this uh, uh, a bigger thing before this, and now you almost have no other, you know, you almost have no other reason for it not to be big, right? Right. Um, drive-ins are, are they're, they're, they're different. You follow what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a different sort of experience. I've done a couple drive-ins in my life. It's okay. You follow what I'm saying? Cause I tell you, I'm right. a movie dude. Like, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one hood nigga at 1030 on a Friday morning or 630 on a Thursday evening, you know, surrounded by a bunch of nerds walking into the newest comic book movie. Right. And you both. Like, like, yeah. Like, 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 I'm that guy, right? And, 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 yeah, those movies, there remains to be seen on, on how this shit affects those, right? Because you don't know, like, I asked Cuz this when, when we talked about it last week, so I'll share this part of the conversation with you. Um, last year, how many movies came out that were smash successes? Right, and Cuz struggled to answer the question. Right, so really, there were only two that were billion-dollar smash successes. One is Avengers, the other one is Spider-Man. They both okay. came out in 2019. Right. Okay, I'm gonna go with you on this. Go ahead. Walk with me. Those movies probably aren't that effective, right? It's those mid movies. It's those movies that cap out at a hundred, hundred and fifty right. million that right. you gotta fucking right. worry about. That's where the economy of movies exists. You follow what I'm saying? That 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 sweet spot between seventy and hundred and fifty million is really where the economy of films exists. And I don't know if there's a movie that that falls in that range where I personally, the movie nigga, right? Like the guy that 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 I can tell you right now, over the course of the last three or four years, I might I may personally may have spent upwards of three thousand dollars going to see fucking movies, right? I got two kids. I got nieces right. and nephews. You feel what I'm saying? Like like every mm-hmm. time I hit the fucking movies, this shit is gonna cost me a hundred, hundred and fifty fucking dollars. Marvel gotcha. is in their third fucking phase over the last three or five fucking three to five fucking years, bro. There's been at least ten fucking Marvel movies drop out this right. bitch, right? Right, 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 right. So and, and you know, I'm not even including date nights with my wife. So Right, right. It's those seventy to hundred and fifty million dollar movies where it's like, yo, nigga, I'd much rather watch this shit in my crib. Mm. And me and Cuz were talking about this from the perspective of the Trolls World Tour movie, where it was like, yo, in their first three weeks on demand, video on demand, they made $10 million less than they did the first three weeks of the original one being in, th- being in theaters. Now, the way the economics breaks down, both movies barely broke even because they spent a shit ton of money on fucking marketing, right? Right. But the CEO of DreamWorks pretty much counted that shit as a victory and I could not disagree with him because his outset, his outlook on it was this. 
when we started marketing trolls world two nigga the country was still open right and the country was still going to be open and then the country shut down literally a month before we were going to roll the son of a bitch out and through adapting to that and taking this risk of you know going straight to video on demand we were still able to not lose any money off of the fucking you know off of the the, the film the economy that's hurt in this is not hollywood and it's not the fans the economy that's hurt is the middle man the middle man being the movie theater industry right which to be completely honest with you i'm in the retail industry i'm in the wholesale industry you always hear about how outdated the retail models are and it's moving to online so forth so on right you jerk off on whatever fucking theories you've heard on that right but one of the fucking industries that they never fucking focus on is just how outdated the movie theater industry is you follow what i'm saying like we're all grown ass men we just got it to a point where every movie theater has stadium seating and every movie theater has a a a, a seat in it that on the surface you wouldn't mind sitting in when we were younger men in our teens maybe even as children yeah to get that kind of experience we had to go deep into the suburbs to achieve that shit, right the movie theater industry is be is behind us in adapting and giving us what we need and with what you need to feel safe to go into a movie theater now in terms of you know uh safety and and and, and all of the health regulations that comes with that what and still try to fucking turn a profit. Nah, it, it it just it it the shit can't exist. So what you're saying is that you would still maybe take a chance safety wise for a big blockbuster, but for those middle movies, you're like, nah, I just watch them at home. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing certain, you right. Bro, you're hearing you're hearing both you're hearing both ways. And on There's the certain curve. movies that, that beg to be seen That's on the big screen. I didn't get right. a chance. Right? Like, I could talk as much shit as I want to talk about Batman, right? But I would still want to see all three of the Nolan Batman and even that godforsaken Batman v Superman movie in theaters first. Right. Right? Let alone us talking about Endgame. I want to see that in theaters. But the most successful black movie that came out last year was Queen and Slim. I could have lived with that on the 80 inch television I got in my motherfucking living room. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, actually. <laughs> but but once again, we're talking about movies that cross, we're, we're comparing movies that crossed over the half a billion dollar threshold to a movie whose sweet spot was somewhere between 70 and 150 million made made on a 20 to 25 million dollar budget right so it depends on how you want to cut it it depends on how you want to fucking look at it but if we're talking about it but if we're talking about the economics that goes into how a movie theater is run mike movie theaters can't even fucking keep up their whole thing is governed by volume. 
mo- the, getting maximizing the most amount of fucking dollars per square foot possible possible it's it, it, they're they're run almost with the same sort of mind uh uh thought process as a department store mm. right yeah josh josh was saying that before like even if they were to open to let's say 50 percent capacity would they, mm-hmm. they would still lose so much money on a regular basis and uh, uh excuse me guys uh tony has to get off so tony stark jr we're just going to say thank you for joining us we'll see you later yeah, sir yeah, man. Later, Good talking to you, Jay. Always, man. Nice meeting yeah. you, too, baby. Definitely. Later. All right. Yep. So, yeah, 50% capacity, I don't think they still would, would, would be a loss for them, right? At the, is, is, at is, the, is, is the only way that they can make up the difference would be to increase prices across the board. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be completely honest with you. There's not enough souvenir fucking cups. That could go along <laughs> that, that that they could offer me that would justify twenty five dollar fucking soda. However, right. can I, I, I'm gonna play a uh, devil's advocate. One of my cousin's favorite films and an amazing film as well. It is. What if Jeff Bezos, you know, takes some money out of his seat cushion and purchases AMC, right, for yeah. five billion, wipes out all their debt keeps the management the same and then incorporates some of Amazon's innovative solutions, such as imagine being able to get the things like this, all the, all the comic book uh, paraphernalia that you can get at the film. And then you can walk out with it as opposed to waiting for it. Like that would be an incentive to go into the theaters. Once again, so, so, so let's unpack everything you said. I'm sorry, Mike. Let me jump in. Let me jump in my cousin real fast. Um, have any of you guys ever seen Cadillac Records? I know Mike must have, it's, right? It's low-key one of my favorite movies. Uh, in the movie, um, what's, what's the dude that was on Scandal? You know, uh, he looks at um, Adrian Brody and calls him, oh, you my white daddy. Right? And 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 my nigga Peoples from Shaft has to break down to Adrian Brody what he means when he keeps calling him his white daddy, right? So I'd like to point out that Jeff Bezos can't be society's white daddy all the fucking time, right? Like he can't just keep bailing us the fuck out. Awful bullshit, right? Mm. And 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 we look at his capitalistic nature. And, 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 and we look at it from such a, a, a good humor or, or good-natured point of view. And it's not. It's not. Nobody that's a capitalist has, you know, an ounce of, of, of above the 50% moral threshold. And most of us tend to hover somewhere between 10 and 15%, right? So, and I'm just being honest about that, right? Um so that's number one so that that should have never fucking happened and number two once again you're, you're using comic book movies you're using movies that have a built you're using theoretical ips that have a built-in fan base where that fan like if if disney announced that yo when this quarantine shit is lifted every disney movie that was on the fucking slate that was slated to drop over the next three years is going to be released 
on time on Disney Plus, and we're raising the price to fourteen ninety nine a month. Hmm. And we're not giving you any sort of fucking grace period or any sort of trial period. If Disney announced that shit, which they which they very well could, and they could put other sort of strategic things in place, that completely protects Disney. That completely protects Disney. Because one of the things that you have to ask yourself is even with the amount of password sharing that happens amongst our you know our streaming services. Uh, how much money does fucking Netflix make a month? Like, like, like every 30 days, how much money, like not profited, but what is their gross income every 30 days? Right. So you have to ask yourself, like, yo, how many people pay their Netflix bills? Right. And there's 7 billion people in the fucking world. And what would you put that shit at? Right. No, no, I, I get you. But here's the thing. When. If you have it where you can watch all on demand or watch it on a Disney Plus streaming service, the difference is is that you can have 15 people at your house watch Black Widow instead of 15 people paying for 15 tickets. So Disney still takes a loss in that way because you Disney only pay for one Disney, streaming service. In that one. Disney does not take a loss. Disney, Disney does not. If you're Disney, what what means more to you? The six films that you drop a year that could possibly make a billion dollars, which means six billion dollars. Right. Or, or, or the hundred million people that are willing to pay fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on the price, uh, you know. On, on the price they charge. Yeah, I agree with that. But look at your house right now. You just say you take your kids and your wife. There, that's four tickets right there alone, right? But if you all can watch in the same house for fifteen dollars, like you said, we pay we pay for trolls. We we had family movie night, and right. we watched Trolls World Tour for twenty dollars. But y'all would have paid eighty to go to the movies to see it. Uh, probably would have been more than that. <laughs> it would have been it would have been fifteen dollars a ticket, which is forty five dollars right there. And then, you know, soda-wise, we're looking at another, you know, $30 in, in just drinks. And then yeah. quite possibly another $40 in fucking, you know, finger foods and snacks. So, yeah, it would have been more than that. But once again, the movie, the, the movie, the, the, the movie studio didn't lose all of that income. The yeah, movie but- theater did. The same way that people are now taking chances of getting um, haircuts and getting their nails in and going to wherever they're going to, they don't take a chance to go to the movies when it opens up. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not going to not be there. That's, that's my thought process. Quite possibly. Yeah, I mean, I would it personally. I'm with you. I would see a blockbuster, and I can walk to my movie theater. So I literally would go like early for anybody goes on a weekday to like be as safe as possible, but. Everybody, you know, in a different situation. So. The way this conversation came about between me and Cuz, Mike, was the fact that I told Cuz, like, yo, you know, they have to they have to put a barrier between every seat. Almost like a almost like a dome, right? And yeah. if you're thinking about any of these big chains, 
Yeah, that that's going to come at a premium. That's going to come at a premium from achieving the materials to even achieving oh, yeah. the, the, the company that's going to be contracted to install that, right? Yeah. So, you know, if we look at a company like AMC, which is just filed chapter, right? Yeah. Can they afford to invest half a can they afford to invest a quarter billion dollars into their existing property just to try to break even? Or can you find an investor that will take on everything that AMC has to offer, which is a diminishing product at this point? Yeah. And 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 look at it from a best case scenario sort of thing. Because the thing is, Disney can't ramp up, they can't throw more property, they can't throw more product into the pipeline. Period. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, yeah. and unfortunately, cause I know you're not gonna want to hear this shit, but I'll say it. Disney doesn't have anything anybody fucking wants that they could fucking ramp up. So right now, you're at the mercy of, once again, those films that fall between the 70 to $150 million threshold. And what do you do with those? Because that's where the movie theaters make their fucking money. The date night movies. I know. All right. And here's the thing. Like, Mulan is still scheduled for late July. Like, is that is, is, that's, that's his newest release. So is Tenet. That's a Disney movie. Yeah, but I want to talk about Mulan because Mulan, had, you know, is a Disney movie and whatnot, and, and Tenet too. But, but but Mulan actually already started marketing. Remember, like before this all happened, so they're already kind of in the hole. Mulan. So, Jay, what do you think? You think they keep their release date for late July, or you think that's too early for them? So. I think that they. I think that that would be the perfect movie for Disney to drop on Disney Plus. Gotcha. Okay. If, if, if we're talking about an opportunity where Disney could flex, like Disney is all about flex. Like, Mike, I'm in the retail business. I'm in the whole right, right. business. I, 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 I sell clothes, right? Okay. The biggest monster in the room at all times is Nike. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whether you have a Nike account or not, they're the biggest fucking. They're the biggest dick, and they're the Lexington Steel of this shit. You follow what I'm saying? Like, 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 bro, it's like, oh, I'm this nigga with this motherfucker. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? And, I don't like and, the account. And, I get it. Yeah. And, bro, 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 I'm not even going to bullshit you. To be completely honest with you, they flex way more than they have to. Yeah. Like, like they completely flex way more than they have to. I go to Vegas twice a year, right? So twice a year, I have the opportunity to make my salary for the next six months or greater, right? My biggest customer is DTLR. They own Sneaker Villa, right? Okay. Three, four years ago, guess what Nike started doing? They started coming to Vegas too. But they weren't exhibiting in the trade show with the rest of us. At first, they started exhibiting at the Red Rock Casino. You know that six-star casino that's yeah. 20 miles off the fucking strip? That's yeah. where Nike was exhibiting, which made it difficult for your customers to come see you. And there's only three days on the fucking trade show. 
and Nike's going to take up a day and a fucking half. Now, they're not going to take a day and a half with every fucking customer, but they're going to take a day and a half with the niggas you absolutely need to fucking see. Because those are the niggas that's going to pay your salary for the fucking year. And then each year it got more egregious. So it started off with them doing that shit, and then it made its way to the last time I was in Vegas in, 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 in February. Nike said, fuck all that shit. My top 50 doors, my top 50 customers, y'all niggas got to come to Portland. And y'all can only come to Portland on these dates. Oh, that's messed up. So I had, so, so, so I literally had my biggest customer fly into the show for literally 18 hours. He got there for the last six hours of the first day, spent the night. Came in the second day for the first two or three hours and then had to hop on the plane to Portland. And then my second and third biggest customers did they, 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 they you know they're 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 you know flip-flopping with that shit, right? So it becomes just a fucking headache, right? <laughs> this is what Nike does. Disney has been trying and, 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 and they've actually achieved, you know, that 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 big blank status in terms of the movies that they've been making, right? But they haven't had something that defines their streaming service, which is no. really the future of their business. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I guarantee you, I guarantee you there's been conversations that have happened where it's been like, number one, Mulan is a princess, but she's not one of the, you know, top three that you think of. She's more right, of a right. niche market. You right, know, right, kind of right. like Jack, you know, kind of like Jasmine. Right. You follow right. what I'm saying? It's just mm -hmm. like it's like it's like yeah, you know, she's for the people over there, just like Jasmine is for the people over there, <laughs> right? But you know yeah, we're not talking about Cinderella here, right? We're talking about somebody that yeah, little girls everywhere are going to want to go see, but specifically those kinds of little girls are going to absolutely need to go and see. And there's nothing wrong with that, but guess what? That is the one that if we were going to lose money on. Or if we thought that, you know, over the next slate of the three, the, you know, over the next three years on our slate, which we could possibly lose money at. Yeah. Yeah. Mulan's probably on that list. So why not try it on our Disney Plus? Because we might be able to pick up another 50,000 subscribers. Yeah. That's true. Now, Josh's thing, Josh's thing, when I mentioned this to him was, well, what about the people that, that, would subscribe just to see the movie and then cancel their subscription. And I say, cuz, how many subscriptions have you canceled in your lifetime? I yeah. bet you can count on one hand. It's tough. And, and, and they make it tough for you to 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 cancel the subscriptions. Not like one, two, three at all these places. Yeah. And they do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. Bro, bro, you almost got to have a college. You almost have to have some sort of college experience just to opt out of receiving mass emails now. Right. So, <laughs> so canceling a fucking subscription is like the most difficult thing in the world. Yeah. Hold on one second, guys. All right. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Ten is holding strong, Josh. So, you know. We'll see. I know Warner Brothers is back in your boy Nolan, so we'll see about it. Right. But I mean, I have to agree with Cuz. Like, imagine if HBO, they already set up their streaming software, which is why Netflix had to get, yeah. you know, more competitive. So they all have the ability to do it. Right. 
But I, I just know personally, I know tons of people who literally signed up for HBO just for Game of Thrones. And as soon as the season ended, they canceled it. I did too, but at least that was like three months for the season. But I, I definitely get get your point too. Um, but the thing is that these filmmakers, like I told you before, like Nolan, like he wants tenants to be seen in theaters. It has it, to it be shot for it, It's theaters, a theatrical you know I mean? experience. I I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. So if they put that on like a streaming service, I think you know, like it will change how films are made if they can't be, go to theaters. You know, all together. I guess in a particular way. Yeah, I mean Nolan. Nolan just wants to flex. No, like, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, he's not the only filmmaker that wants to do it. Right. Trust, trust you, trust you, me. The reason why it took so long to see the Irishman, they said it was because of the fucking technology. It wasn't because of the technology. It's because Scorsese really wanted a movie to hit theaters. Unfortunately for him, yeah, the movies that aren't guaranteed to pull in a quarter million dollar or two hundred million dollars that first weekend. Yeah, the theaters don't want you in there, nigga. <laughs> right. Not even that the fans don't want you, the theaters don't want you. Bro, right. You got to understand, like, the amount of money that, that, that it costs to run a fucking movie theater, to run even a movie theater with fucking three to five screens, which is, which yeah. is, uh, uh, shit, it's almost an art house movie theater. So yeah. It's an insane amount of fucking money, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got, they, bro, and, and then you got to think about it. You got to think about it. The worst part of the business that I'm in, the worst part of what I do is that, yo, you sit back and you look at the week coming up, right? There's seven days in every week, right? And it's like Monday's a dub, right? Tuesday's a dub. Wednesday, something might pop off. Thursday is kind of when shit kind of warms up. Yeah, and then Friday and Saturday is my money days. Like Friday and Saturday, if I'm going to make any money, it's going to happen eighty-five percent of the time on Fridays and Saturdays. It's the same thing with a fucking movie theater. Just like movie don't nobody want to sit in the movie theater on Monday night. Look, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> right, <laughs> true. That's true, bro. Shit, nigga. Like, I, nobody want to do that shit. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Nolan has a point, but the, the worst part of Nolan's point is this. Of all the movies that he drops that aren't, you know, Batman affiliated, you have no fucking clue what the hell these fucking movies are about before you go there. Yeah. You're drawing, you're drawing in on, on, on decent trailers that have some, 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 some ominous ass music and some sort of special effect that you didn't, that you haven't seen people do before. Right. If you if you look at Inception, it's the fucking world flip, you know, folds up on you like, mm-hmm. oh shit, the yeah. fuck is that, right? Yeah. Like, I want to go see it. You, you know, you you tell somebody, yo, I want to go see Inception. Like my wife isn't a movie person. When that movie dropped, it was like, babe, I want to go see Inception. And my wife's gonna ask the same question about every fucking movie I have to go see. <laughs> What's it about? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You follow what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. it works. Maybe it doesn't. I, I think it's. Of, I, I think it's just. I think it's gonna be. No, nah, I'm just saying. I think it's like gatherings like that might be the last thing to come back. Theaters, concerts, um, all the type of stuff. Like who knows when it'll be back. And I guess to your point, it can really hurt the whole industry. You know, it might have to change everything they do. 
overall. Imagine, imagine how many people in the United States that work in a movie theater oh, that man. get paid $60,000 a year. You gotta um, understand if 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 you get paid more than forty thousand dollars a year and and your your chief place of employment is a movie theater, you are not a teenager. You are no. a grown ass person. Yeah, you're like, like a manager. With, or with grown like ass with grown ass bills and quite possibly some sort of child support there. Yes, Bruh. Yeah, how many people is that? Where do you put that at? Twenty thousand? Maybe the most. Yeah. That's that's twenty thousand Americans that now gotta find another fucking job, and if they had the educational level or 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 the wherewithal to do that, they probably wouldn't be settling for at least forty thousand dollars a year at a fucking movie theater. So here's the question: If you bring them back, I mean, are, is their salary guaranteed? Because you might have to have less capacity there, right? So aren't they really aren't you really losing money by paying them what their salaries were? If you gotta have and less that's capacity. The- and, and 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 that right there, Mike, is the problem with the movie theater industry, and why I'm telling you that it's almost better if all of these people start making this shit a Netflix sort of thing. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I never thought about that factor about like you know the, the salaries. If you bring them back at less capacity, you're losing money. So how can you pay the salaries? That makes sense. Actually. Yeah. Look, look. For all intents and purposes, you're going to lose half of the fucking department stores that you recognize by name before the end of before the end of the year 2020. Yes, I agree. You're not you're not going to lose the malls though. Now, what do you think, Cuz? Where do you think it's going to take those department store space? Mm. I've been in this shit for 15 years because I've 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 seen varying I've seen uh, I've seen a hodgepodge of ideas work to varying degrees of success. I've never seen anything work completely. Okay. Right. Um. And I'll give you an example. I don't know how much time you spend in King of Prussia Mall. Right or how familiar you are with it? I just been there like like but, twice. Yeah, but years ago, um, when Straw when Strawbridges went out of business, that was one of their main anchors was Strawbridges, and the mall was built to incorporate Strawbridges as a uh, retail store as an anchor for the mall. You could drive to the mall right now. That retail space is still available. That retail space is still there. They just act like it doesn't exist. Ah, it has closed it off, right? Kind of closed it off. They kind of, you know, they just fucking forget that it doesn't, you know, they act like it doesn't exist, right? Um, and it works for a place like King of Prussia because it's two massive malls as one. So it makes it the, the 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 areas. It makes it the tri-states biggest mall. It's, it's actually the largest mall from Virginia through New York City. Wow. Properly, properly. I mean, if you want to, if you want to factor in outlet mall space, maybe. But King of Prussia, as everything being quote unquote underneath one roof. 
it's like the largest mall in the fucking Northeast. And that There's doesn't a problem mean that though, right? Mall... For, for retail stores, women especially, but they try on clothes. You know what I'm saying? They touch clothes, they try them on and put them back. How do you keep all oh, that that's sanitary? That's 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 a that's a thing of the past, Mike. What do you mean? That's that's a thing of the past. Trying on clothes is not going to happen ever again. <laughs> you try life. it, oh, you, you buy mean, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like if it God God help you if you don't know your fucking that's what I'm saying. So that's that's gonna be an adjustment because you know it's, it's that's that's just interesting. So you know you know what we said and somebody and somebody's hired to work the dressing room. It's another job probably gonna be gone, right? So I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, the only thing I could tell you is that um, China. And when I say China, you know, I want you to envision not so much mainland China, but more or less uh, crazy rich Asians China. Okay. Which would be like Shanghai, Singapore, Hong Kong. Gotcha. Not necessarily part of China, but when us Americans say China, that, you know, that's what the fuck we're thinking about. Right, right. Those retail economies have ramped up technology. And they focus technology into the shopping experience. So online sales over there, while they may be thriving, they're not talking about online sales replacing brick and mortar over there. Because technology in brick and mortar has kept pace with online sales. Mm, right. So one of the things is... Uh, and a friend of mine, actually one of the buyers at VTLR was talking to me about it, where she was like, Jay, they have hangers, right? And on their hangers, when you pick up the clothing item, is somehow that, like, you can scan your phone and it scans your social media and it removes images of you on social media or, or takes a composite of all the in, images of you on social media, and then it superimposes you into the garment that you're holding in your fucking hand. Get out of here. Um, what? All to show, no bullshit. All to show you exactly what you will look like in this fucking garment. Oh, that's which is brilliant. Why you try and close any fucking garment. Absolutely. Right? Now, here's the thing I own a retail store, Mike. And I've told Josh this before, which which bugs me out. My business partner, um, who's a big guy, right? 3X44 type nigga. He knows everybody's sizes. He knows everybody's sizes to such a degree that I've seen more than just a couple grown-ass men walk into my store and look at him and pick something up and say, yo, or point to something like, yo, what, what size are I wearing this? And <laughs> fucking size. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, could you guys think about making that an app or something? Could he, you know, digitize his brain, Tony Stark style, and, and make an app? Because that would be fantastic. I mean, whatever department store figures, you know, decides to invest that into their technology or invest that money 
and two technology is going to be the department store that wins. But right. I can tell you right now that all of these department stores basically operate like fucking grocery stores. And the amount of profit margin they have per garment is 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 almost razor thin. Wow. And it's it's almost razor thin because of the amount of overhead. So a good a good way that I learned early on in this business was that um your profit margin depending on how you look at it, is either 50 points or 100 points right so if we're looking at it on a 50 point scale right which means you buy for 25 you sell for 50 dollars right or or rather you buy for 50 and you sell for 100 dollars right one two yeah 35 35 of that 50 dollars which would be 35 dollars on the 100 point scale right that goes into your infrastructure like literally that goes directly back into the company as infrastructure whether that be rent whether that be employees whether that be uh warehousing whether that be fucking uh your shrink you know what's stolen that's not paid for which return that's not going to be sold that equals out to 35 percent of your fucking business so at the best case scenario that store has a 15% profit margin. Mm. So on a $100 item, they're only going to make 15 the own the nigga at the top is only going to be able to pay his salary off of a $15. Wow. It's different for me cuz I don't have the overhead that uh that a Macy's has. Mm. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? But Yeah. It's, it works the same. It works the same way if we're talking about movies, which is like, yo, what is what is the overhead for Netflix versus yeah. what's the overhead for AMC? Yeah, it's tough. I think um, you, you're on to something. Only thing is the um, what sucks about it is that whole and you do it like you said yourself. It's that outing feel. Like people ask me, people ask me for years, why you go to the movies? You can just, you know, watch it on uh, the Fire Stick or something like that. Because I like right. going to the movies. You know what I mean? I like the actual going to the movies itself. So that's the thing that's going to kind of suck a little bit if it if it goes away altogether. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're we're, we're Americans have the luxury of being creatures of habit. Right. And I don't, I don't believe that enough Americans appreciate that. You follow what I'm saying? Like, appreciate the fact that spending an exorbitant amount of money to go see a picture that moves and yeah. computer graphics. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, hey, I, I think, I think what we're dealing with here. Um, hold on one second, guys. I gotta. I'm gonna keep talking, but I gotta plug you up. I'm about to lose power. I think what we're dealing with here is um, a situation where it's like <sighs> we're being told no. So everything means something to us 
even if it's not something that you actually fucking do or if it's something that you actually wouldn't do right and it's like every everybody's talking about getting back to work and unfortunately a lot of us don't have jobs to go back to (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yeah won't have jobs to go back to like i mean let's just be completely fucking honest jc penny's filed for chapter 11 friday Mm. yeah oh and then we also need to discuss uh other aspects of phase five of marvel which is guardians three i know both you guys love guardians are you guys excited about that i mean I'm excited about it in theory. I'm not excited about everything that that comes before Guardians because of James Gunn's uh, because of Marvel being scared by uh, rednecks and Bible thumpers <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and James Gunn having to you know supplement his income by taking a DC job that probably should not have existed to begin with. Yeah, I'm excited about Guardian, but I agree. I don't know about that Suicide Squad. He's, he just did, but um, I'm excited. I mean, with the Marvel thing, like everything else, I mean, like it goes back always, it always comes back to the coronavirus, right? Because, you know, not only do they already have to push back their um, the movies they got coming out, but when can they actually start filming these things? That's what the issue really is. So I don't know how, you know, it's hard to know when these things will actually be able to. And I don't know, other countries are, you know, they're filming other places that might be different. Like I heard Black Panther might film in Australia this time instead of Atlanta. So, you know, that could be different, you know, depending yeah. on where you're at. Well, got to get prepared for Namor. Yeah, you have to have an ocean. I don't know how uh, the culture itself. And not me, but our, our black culture will feel about Namor as a villain as opposed to Killmonger. Mm. So that's a great you know, point. Yeah, you know, Killmonger, 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 quite possibly is removing Thanos. Right, it's quite possibly the best one-off villain in the MCU history. I would have to agree right? with that. Because you don't have to be black to understand nor appreciate good job, cuz nor appreciate um, what Killmonger stood for and his point of view, right? Um, and outside of that, he brought to every villain what you want to see in your villains, which was ruthlessness. Yeah, I'm not a big Black Panther movie fan, so I won't agree with that, but I definitely get your point overall. Um, I just feel like he was only the main villain for like half of the movie, so that's why I wouldn't really give him that, you know, on that situation. But um, I probably would put Loki a little higher than him that I would go with. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I think you're bugging. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, yeah, Loki was not only the villain for Thor by itself, then he was the villain for the whole Avengers in the first Avengers movie. Whatnot. Because of what Thanos, mean? Thanos gave him that courtesy. We we didn't see Thanos in no. the Avengers movie though. No, but we no, saw Loki. No, 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 because because of the writing, because of because because of the writing that they wrote Loki as, and because of the the great work that that Tom Hiddleston did as an yeah. actor, 
and translating and writing. It was like, yo, we need more of him. But make no mistake about it, the reason why you felt like you needed more of him was because villains don't exist in the fucking MCU. They don't exist. They don't exist. Not like in DC. Not in, like that. once again. Like, yeah, like I, I agree said, with that. Yeah, we like talking about that. I agree with that. Yeah. Right? I agree with so, that. Yeah. So, so, so because they don't exist like that, when when you get one that is like Michael Fassbender is Magneto because Magneto is iconic. So it's like when we're planning out an X-Men movie, yeah, nigga, some, we going to figure out a way to throw Magneto in this bitch. Almost like <laughs> Batman and the Joker. You follow what I'm saying? Like we're going to yes. figure out a way to throw Magneto. We're going to figure out a way to throw the Joker in this bitch. What makes Killmonger such a great fucking character is that for all intents and purposes, whether you're a Black Panther comic book reader or not, yeah, does he exist? Like, did he exist prior to the movie? Probably not. But even if he did, did he, he did. exist? He, did he exist in the way that that character was written for the screen, and the way that Mike Jordan played him? You follow don't, what I'm saying? Don't get me. And don't it, get me wrong. Go ahead. I'm listening. Don't get me wrong. Two, he was he was great as a villain. But again, I like um, what was his name? In the Black Panther movie, uh, the villain um, Claw. Claw. I like Claw better than I did Killmonger. I thought Claw was phenomenal, and I was mad when he got killed and stuff like that. Even though Killmonger was great, I thought Claw had had comedy with him. I thought I could, you know, uh, he, he just felt more villainous to me. I felt Killmonger's pain. You know what it is? Killmonger, I don't, I don't consider a villain because I feel where he's coming from. So I don't really feel, feel like. That's 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 and, and 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 you know what? Right there, Mike. Right there is what makes him a great villain, and it's what makes it. it and, and it's also what makes Ryan Coogler an even better writer. Okay, I agree. Is with that, that is is that is that he wrote a villain, or he wrote a, a a quote unquote villain where at the end of the day you're still sitting back watching it like, you know what? The child is a bit of a fucking Uncle Tom. Yeah, <laughs> I agree Eesh. with that. I agree with that. I feel like well, Loki I mean, was more like I just want to rule the world, world type villain. You know, he was actual villain. Yeah, but I feel like yeah. I, and, and, I mean, uh, I mean, look, you know, and and look, what makes a great villain isn't the oh, I want to rule the world ethos that that you think it is, right? What makes a great villain is somebody that only wants his one piece. And his yeah. one piece could be the world, or it could be that part of the fucking city. Yeah. Or it could be that or it could be that woman with tits. Yeah. But that's the one piece I want. And I'm gonna do whatever I can do to get that one piece. And what goes further into making that great villain is when he can actually make sense, is when that message makes sense to yeah. you as the observer. Like, yeah, that's like, true. like that's, you know, you know, you know it's, it's message of, made sense. And so did the Jokers, actually, at the end of the day, when it came to the Dark Knight. Bruh, so bruh, bruh, that's what makes Heath Ledger's Joker so iconic. Is it, It's two scenes. 
It's the scene where he burns the mob's money. Yep. And the scene where he explains that, yo, I'm just a dog chasing a car. Yeah. I don't never know. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do once I catch the car. I just know <laughs> that I like chasing this motherfucker. It's, it's once it's once he says that where you're like, oh shit, this yeah. nigga crazy. But you know what? How crazy can he possibly be if he broke it down in a way that you understand? So back to my original question then. Since Killmonger was so good and translated so well, especially to the black culture, do you think we'll be disappointed by like Namor, some you know, white mutant dude or whatever? So, 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 I will be upfront and honest with you in telling you that when I did read comic books on a daily basis, which I don't read now because I don't have okay. the time to, but when I did read comics on a daily basis as a younger as a child, Namor was never on my list. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Like, 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 my mother bought home a shit ton of comic books from a coworker she had. Like, he gave her whatever he didn't want in his collection. My mother don't know no better. She's like, my son likes comics. That nigga bring. He gives her a bunch of shit. I can I, I can vividly remember that the Watchmen was one of the comics that stood out the most to me because I didn't notice them. Right. Okay. But if, in fact, theoretically, there was a Namor centered comic in there or even one where he was in that motherfucker. I probably would have thrown that bitch out the window. <laughs> OK, uh, what about you, Josh? How, does, how do you feel about him, the Namor as opposed to? Well, you know, Parker? speaking as the uh, DC savant here, if you will, I mean, he's just regurgitated Aquaman, and, I, and he makes right. Aquaman look even you, cooler. And Aquaman is like the not, the the, can, the corniest one out Aquaman of all. He's not cool. Yeah, Aquaman he is. Aquaman ain't been cool since he, Entourage. After no, he's been he's definitely been cool since Entourage. That's for sure. <laughs> what was not cool was that Mandy Moore casting. That was outrageous. <laughs> Yo, Jay, can you believe Tony never seen Entourage? I was like, what? Who, so who's good. Tony never seen, who's never seen Entourage? Tony, who was just here? Anthony. Aunt, Aunt, who was just here? Yeah, he never seen Entourage. You mean Ant has never seen what, the movie or the show? Both. The show. Both, yeah, both, uh, yeah. He's from Jersey? Both. He's from yeah. Trenton. Trenton. You, you know what? You know what? You know what? And if you're listening, you're one of the reasons why I kind of side eye every third Jersey nigga I meet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, listen. Put, put, put him in the third. I, I, I'm back to number one, man. Because I've seen Entourage. <laughs> I love Entourage. I'm gonna watch that soon recently, actually. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, anyway, fellas, it's been real. But I gotta uh, get on out of here. Myself. All yes, right. Sir. Yes, sir. Our big Mike. Uh, hey, good to yeah. meet you, man. You got to hop, hop back on our with us, man. For real, bro. Well, Left you know, I'm, I'm available at any time where I get uh, proper notification and a heads up. And, uh, hey, Josh, hook him up, man. <laughs> every every Sunday, every Sunday, right around this time. All right. So, you know, just let me know. And, uh, all right, man. All right, all right Josh. This shit is over. All right. You got to catch up. Definitely. Yes, sir. So let me uh, let me call you after we end the in the live here. All right, no problem. All right, all right, cuz. 
But yeah, guys, that was a that was a great show. So as you can see, we're on our new YouTube space. So that's that was a lot of fun. And uh, thank you for watching and stay safe out there.